0: Hey everyone, on this episode, we are talking with Kate Morse. She is the COO here at Little Z's. She's a pediatric RN, a mom to two, and an expert mover. Although that is just my proclamation over her as she has moved nine times. In the last five years, she has a lot of great insight to share, especially when it comes to moving with children because nearly half of her moves, she's had babies and toddlers. So this is a fantastic episode to listen to if you are getting ready to move and change your location and you're just feeling stressed out about what to start with, how to communicate this with your little ones and really make a plan. So enjoy this episode with Kate Morse.
1: Hey parents, if you have a little one under five, this quick message is just for you. If you love listening to this podcast, I'd love to invite you to also check out my podcast, Feeding Toddlers Made Easy. I'm Casey Barnes, registered dietitian nutritionist and creator of the Mama Knows Nutrition community. When you're feeding your little one, a hundred different questions pop up along the way and I'm here to answer them all. And those times you feel like you're failing because they don't want to eat anything you make, and they could survive off of crackers and juice alone, I've got you. I've been there too. So let's get through it together. Feeding them is an important job and you are doing so great. Let's just make it easier now. Just search for Feeding Toddlers Made Easy in your podcast app and follow along. Or come say hi on Instagram at Mama Knows Nutrition. That's M-A-M-A Nose Nutrition.
0: so this was your ninth time moving?
2: Yes. This would be move number. I think it was actually eight move number eight in about five years. Oh my gosh. That's intense. But how
0: many with kids has this been?
2: Move with kids. Let's see. I would say this would be move number four with kids.
0: Oh my gosh. That's way more than I thought. Okay. I thought it was three. Okay. So one more four.
2: Yeah, let me count. Let's see. I went to Springfield, and we came back to Kansas City, Colorado, now we're back to Kansas City. So yeah, this will be number four with kids.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay, so you're the best person to be able to talk about this. Um, uh, I mentioned it in the intro, but you are most definitely a type A planner. Um, Checklist extraordinaire, (laughs) which is very valuable. So all right, when... Kind of walk us through how you got started with this. Like move number four with kids. Like when you found out,
2: okay, we're moving, what is literally the first thing you did? Well, this one came on rather suddenly. So the first thing I did was panic. Uh, I had a three-bedroom house, two kids, and a bunch of stuff that you accumulate as a mom with young kids that I have to figure out how to pack and store in such a short amount of time. So first thing I did was just get a calendar out, okay, we're moving this day So write out all the things that need to be done, what needs to be done from a logistics standpoint, as far as um, turning water off, electricity off, uh, switching mail carrier, um, you know, all those logistic things from the bill side of thing. And then just going through the list of what needs to be cleaned up and packed and how exactly I'm going to do it. Just kind of make a plan.
0: Yes. Okay. So logistics, I love that kind of first before you even get to like the craziness of packing up boxes and sorting through the toys and like, what are we going to bring or not? Like that's a really valid point that I kind of forgot about is that, yeah, we need to kind of take care of like, yeah, the water, the electricity, like all those uh-huh. things. So you did that first. Okay. Um, and then that kind of like, just was all
2: set and ready to go. You didn't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. So essentially I planned out, um, so we moved the month of June. So I, I, I printed out an entire, you know, calendar for the month of June and I had a pencil and over at the top of the calendar, I wrote out with a little checkbox next to it. Um, we need to switch our mail. We need to call the cable company, get our internet turned off you know, set the date for all of those, um, you know, your utilities to be turned off on the day that we move. So I had that checkbox over at the top for me to like scratch off once I got to it. And then on the actual calendar itself, you know, I think we had a total of three weeks to get ready for our move. And yeah, so that's the first not much, <laughs> no, it's not a lot of time at all. So I was had to be extremely type A for this one. Um, but like the first week, you know, for us personally, you just accumulate so much that we wanted to kind of skim down what it was we were actually packing. And so each day for that first week, I kind of went through, okay, I'm going to go through the kids' toys, the kids' books. I'm going to go through our clothes and um, just figure out what we want to donate and what we want to keep. That way then you're really just left with what you actually want kind of, um, You know, I know there was that Netflix show where you just like keep what brings you joy. And so (laughs) we kind of uh, went through that mindset for that first week to really just hang on to the things we love and then donate the things that we didn't need anymore. So when you, oh, by the way, first of all, I should have asked this
0: in the beginning, but remind us how old your kids are. Yeah. So Ella is three
2: and Wyatt just turned one.
0: Okay, so when you have a three year old and a one year old who, like, definitely, even the three year old doesn't understand what's going on, how did you start to like deconstruct the house and how did you communicate that to her?
2: Yeah, so I just told her, you know, we were taking all of our stuff or putting it all in boxes and we're going to put it in a truck and we're going to drive back to Kansas City. And I explained to her, who all lived in Kansas City, so she could kind of really begin to understand what Kansas City was. And I explained, Grammy and Papa are there. Your cousins Emery and Easton live there. Your Lolo and Ozzy don't live too far from there. And all of your cousins and friends will live right near us. So we have to spend the next few days packing everything up and putting them into boxes so that we can put them in our truck and drive to Kansas City. So I think just really kind of reminding her what this chaos was going to, um, lead towards was really helpful for her to understand. I love that.
0: Yeah. Like, especially connecting it to the people that she knows and Mm -hmm. understanding like what's going to happen. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So walk us through, especially for Ella's room, like Was there a certain kids' room that you attacked first? Like, what was your method of room by room? Where are we going? Did you do the kids' room first, last? Like, walk us through that.
2: I started with the areas of our home that weren't vital. So I didn't, like, deconstruct the kitchen right away Or their bedrooms. You know, I didn't dive into those things until a few days before we moved because I wanted to keep some sense of normalcy and structure and routine um, while everything else was kind of chaotic. So I started with areas like our basement and all the basement toys that are down there. All of our, you know, holiday decor. Um, I started with the decor in our house. You know, all getting all of that stuff off the walls, getting our curtains down, um, cleaning up our outdoor furniture, our garage. Like starting with those um, outliers before I really went into the, you know, the heart of the home and really mm-hmm. deconstructed that part. So I try to k- just keep that, that central part of our home the same until a few days before. And then, um, I would say after I did the outlier parts of the home, then I, I started to focus on the kitchen because as you are probably aware, mm-hmm. anytime you have a lot going on, the last thing you're going to do is cook a lot of food. And so I started packing up a lot of our kitchen stuff and getting that checked off the list. And, um, you know, we resorted to paper plates and bowls and things like that for the last few days that we were in town. And then lastly, I went into their rooms and slowly started getting all their things boxed up and ready to go.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you've got it all ready to go. Did you guys end up doing a pod movers? Like what did you do?
2: Yeah. So for this move, we um, knew we weren't ready to move right into our house just yet. So we are spending some time with Jake's parents until we're ready to move into our new house. Um, And so we decided to do two pods uh, to house all of our um, non-vital furniture and things like that. And then we packed up a small U-Haul with the things that we were going to be taking to Jake's parents' house for, um, you know, the small amount of time that we would be there. And, um, I will have to say we were a little worried that not everything (laughs) would fit where it needed to go because last minute U-Haul told us that our like 20 foot truck was unavailable and we could only have a 15 foot truck. So we kind of panicked, but, um, this is why you hire some really great movers it makes the world of a difference we were very anxious about that but these movers knew exactly what they were doing and they i swear almost had the whole house packed up in one pod before they okay. even had to touch the second pod or the u-haul so everything fit very perfectly um, so yeah that number one tip is hire some very uh, talented movers in your area <laughs>
0: Hey, if you are feeling frustrated with your baby's sleep because you just don't know why they are waking up all throughout the night, everything seems to be checked off. They had a full bedtime feed, their diaper is clean, the room is comfortable, and you're just really at a loss of what to do. I want to invite you to be a part of our free baby sleep course, which is called Four Steps to Solve Your Baby's Night Wakings. Inside this course, I'm giving you an entire course worth of free information for you to put the puzzle pieces together. Each one of these steps, I'm going to give you some homework with. You're going to be able to have a better and clearer insight into why your baby is waking up. And we, our whole goal is that you're going to be able to see an improvement within just a few days for your baby's sleep. There's a reason that we offer this for free because it's so important to me that you're able as a parent, to be able to discern and understand your child's needs and most importantly, their sleep, which is the foundation of their health. To get this free course for babies who are six months and up, you're going to head to littlezsleep.com slash four steps. That's the number four steps or scroll down in the show notes and get inside the four steps to solve your baby's night wakings course. This is available and free for you right now. That's fantastic. So, all right. Did the pod, did the movers. When you guys got to your home now, how did you set that up? Because you're now, the kids are now room sharing for the first time. (laughs)
2: Yeah, and it's actually, uh, I was very nervous about that as well, because it's just never anything that we've had to do in the past, Um, but it's gone extremely well. Um, When we moved from Colorado back to Kansas City, um, we left in the late afternoon. So that's another tip I have. If you have, um, you know, a longer trip and you have to get out of your house at a certain time to get started on your trip. For us, we didn't want to break our trip up into two days. We just wanted to go one straight ten hour, eleven hour drive, and leave and get there at the in the same you know day. Um, my recommendation is to leave in the later afternoon. We left around three o'clock Mountain Time, so the kids were a little tired after you know a crazy day of getting everything packed up, and so they fell asleep almost instantly when we hit the highway, um, and then we didn't have to stop till dinner time. We stopped at dinner time and ate a little dinner, and then we did a quick little bedtime routine. We wiped them down, put them in jammies, and hit the road. And by that time, it was almost dark and about their usual bedtime anyway. So we only had to stop one more time for gas and to stretch our legs, and then we made it uh, the rest of the way back to Kansas City without any issues. Everybody slept, so that was a really good um, time frame for us. So yeah, when we eventually did get back, it was pretty late. Uh, So you know, we put Wyatt in a pack and play, and then we actually slept in a bed with Ella, and then we didn't really dive into getting spaces set up until the next day.
0: That's you know, a lot of people ask us like, do you recommend that you know we we drive during the day or drive during the night? I think that's like a total preference of who you are as a person. Yeah, but especially in this situation, you know not feeling like you had to, I, I don't know. I think there's nothing more like sad than being like, all right, we're going to like pack up the whole house and then go to sleep in an empty house and then wake yeah. up the next morning and leave. It's like, actually, let's just go.
2: <laughs> right. Let's exactly. Just be on the road. Yeah. Because that was the other thing, you know, we, we thought, well, maybe we could have an air mattress and we could sleep on an air mattress and the kids could sleep in, pack and play, and Elle could, I don't know what, because her crib will be packed up. But <laughs> then we were, it just didn't make sense for us. There was no reason to just stick around in an empty house when um, by the time we were ready to leave the next morning, we could already be there. Um, mm-hmm. And just for the kids' sake, you know, they were so used to their schedule that they were able to just like fall asleep and do that faux bedtime routine. I like to call it, mm-hmm. where we just did their quick, you know, usual time frame for when we would do their bath time and bedtime routine, and then they just fell seamlessly asleep. And it was dark by the time we were really in the middle of our drive, so um, we got back by two o'clock in the morning um, in Kansas city. So it just, that worked out really well. Nice. All right. So when the
0: next day it's time to kind of like settle everybody in, especially for Ella. I mean this, I know that you guys are currently at her, you know, favorite people in the world's house at their grandparents (laughs) house. Like that's great. So like, how did you get her involved or
2: set up and how was that transition? Yeah. So we also had to do a lot of communication with her ahead of time, about, listen, when we, when we are living with Grammy and Papa, we're gonna, you and your brother are going to share a room. Isn't that so exciting? And so we really had her help us. Um, We definitely started with their room. We put everything else of ours kind of at the bottom of the list. We could do that when they were in bed later that night. Um, But we really focused on just getting their room completely set up. And with that, we had Ella kind of help. Okay, where do you want your crib to be? Where should Wyatt's crib be? Um, here are all your toys and all of your clothes. And can you help mommy unbox, you know, the boxes and get everything out. So that way she could really start to see the pieces of her room come alive again from where it was in Colorado. And just those pieces that she recognizes, we definitely brought along those familiar things. Um, And it was honestly pretty seamless because it felt like her room. Oh, I love that. Well, if you can like flashback to when you guys
0: moved to Colorado, mm-hmm.
2: what
0: what was the setup for that? Because at that time she was, I think one.
2: Um, yeah. She so, was like 15 months. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So when you made that transition for her, um, what, was, what was that like as far as like setting, what, what's your tip when you like move into your house? What's the first thing you would do?
2: Yeah, so once you get everything actually physically into your house and you have, you know, the boxes of all the things where they roughly need to be, like living room is roughly in the living room, all the bedroom stuff is if all your bedrooms are upstairs, at least all those boxes are upstairs. So everything's kind of organized by floor if you will. Um and then for me, I you know, I label all of the boxes where they need to go, like Ella's room, all of her stuff was labeled Ella's room. And so I started there and we got her bed set up instantly. And we at least got her bedding in and like her dresser and just slowly started putting her room together first. And then for us, then the next step was definitely the kitchen. So we could have plates and utensils and start to make her food that didn't come from a drive-thru. So we can get back into a little bit more of a routine. So I would say definitely kids' bedrooms and kitchen are the hot spots to get first.
0: Okay. What tips do you have for families who are moving with toddlers and babies? What are some things you would want them to know?
2: Uh, It won't go perfectly. You can have a plan and that's great. And that can help be your guiding point, but that it's never going to go perfectly. And that's okay. It moves. If they were so seamless and so perfect, people would move all the time. There's a reason why people (laughs) don't love to move. um, And that's okay. I, and I also kept telling myself, it's just such a brief period of time. It's chaos right now, but like, just think next month, next month, everything's going to be in place. And or be past this and be settled, and it'll be great. So, just having something to look forward to um, definitely helped us too. And then just recruiting some help with our move um, to Colorado. Uh, it was just Jake, myself, and Ella. We drove kind of through the night, just the three of us with all of our stuff. And then we unpacked and put everything together just ourselves. And it was really hard this time around, especially since we had Wyatt, um, Jake's parents came and helped us with the kids. So we could really get everything boxed up and organized. like this needs to go in the pod and this needs to go in the U-Haul. So we could really just be there and then also clean up our house. Um, so that way, as soon as everything was boxed up and packed up in the in the pods in the U-Haul, we could just go. So having some help is always necessary, too.
0: Love that. Um, it's sometimes hard to ask for help, but when mm-hmm. you're moving with kids, like, you have to get help.
2: Yeah, you just have to ask. I mean, I know a lot of people offer and you don't want to sometimes you want to just make it sound like, "Oh no, I've got this. I I can do it. It's okay. It's our inconvenience. You know, I don't want to ask for it." But I think really just asking for help is going to make everything feel a whole lot less stressful and for your kids too, and especially if it's a familiar person in their lives that can kind of take them either out of the house or just um, play with them hang out with them give them their meals throughout the day while you're trying to juggle the you know the challenges of moving then you're gonna feel a lot better and so will they they'll feel a little bit more calm and not as you know stressed out with where are we going and where are all of our things yes. I'm trying to think back through your
0: checklist if there's like (laughs) things that you feel are like very much mission critical for moving, right? Um, As someone is like looking at the calendar, kind of making that decision on like, okay, what do I need to do? I think one of the last things I would want to ask, especially someone who's moved nine times, how much do we need to be packing up before it's actually time to move? Like, are you that type of person that's going to pack it all up and have like days where you're like all right, everything's done or like what, especially with kids now, like what's your best practice?
2: Yeah. So with this, I mean, we only have three weeks. So I said, I would say like the first week was just prep, like, okay, let's make a plan. Let's figure out what needs to be done and make our plan. And then our second week, um, We really went through the purging phase, I like to call it. We purged a lot of stuff and donated a lot of stuff. So that way, everything was just really skimmed down. And for me personally, I don't like living in chaos. It just, I don't thrive (laughs) in stuff thrown everywhere. Um, So for me, I didn't start like physically putting things in boxes until about, a week before the day, before the movers were actually set to arrive. And so I would just on my little calendar, I would have, um, a list of the items in the rooms or the spaces that I was going to tackle first. And I would focus like, say it was Sunday, Sunday, I was doing the basement. Um, I was going to get the garage packed up and get all the decor off the walls and in boxes. And then the next day I would just tackle another space in the house. And that way then it's only a few days of complete chaos and rather than like a whole month. Um, it's a lot of more condensed time that you're spending on those days. But for me, it just feels better, more normal, if you will.
0: That's so wonderful. Well, this has been incredibly helpful. Thank you so much for giving us a little peek into your brain and your checklist um <laughs> it's course. definitely something that i i know that people are going to need so thanks for that of course anytime I hope that this episode was one that was super helpful. We have never talked about the actual moving logistics, so I'm very grateful we were able to do that with you guys today. If this podcast has meant anything to you at all in the last four years that we have been producing episodes, we would love for you to leave us a review. Just simply scroll down in your podcast player, share a review, tap that five stars, leave a review, and let us know what this podcast has meant to you. This podcast, when you guys leave a review, it actually just helps people understand it's a good podcast to listen to. I don't know about you, but when I'm searching for a new podcast, I go to the reviews to see like, is it good? Like, what do I want? to Do I want to dabble in this? And so getting more stories about Little Z Sleep Podcast from your perspective is incredibly helpful to get new eyeballs and to help make sleep a thing for people who don't even know that that's a possibility. So leave us a review. I would be ever grateful. Thank y'all so much. Sweet dreams. See you next time.